0: Hey everybody, I'm Sarah Taylor, and welcome to the Queerpreneur podcast. This is the place for queer women who want to start or grow their business and their straight allies, where we build community, raise awareness, and create a platform to celebrate incredible women leaders, change makers, and trailblazers. In every episode, my intention is to share knowledge, learning and resources that inspire you to think big, create more impact and step fully into your life and business in a way that feels authentic to you. So if you're ready to take action towards creating a more equal world for everyone, then let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Queerpreneur podcast with me, your host, Sarah Taylor. And this week's episode is about one of my hot topics right now, which is allyship. So I've spoken before about allies, Uh, episode two of this podcast. So right back at the beginning, because it is something that I am so passionate about, I do not believe that we can create the change that we want to see in the world. Greater equality, greater inclusion, equal opportunity for LGBTQ plus people without our allies. And when I'm talking about allies, I'm talking about cisgendered straight allies for the LGBTQ plus community to the LGBTQ plus community. I'm also talking about allies within the lgbtq plus community so what i what i mean by that is lesbians being allies for gay men gay men being allies for lesbians lesbians being allies for transgender people non-binary people etc so it's so important that we start to recognize the need for us all to be allies to each other because there's challenges for allyship between straight, cisgender people and members of the LGBTQ plus community. But there's also just as many, I would say, challenges within our own family, our own LGBTQ plus community. So we all need to step up on this. Um, otherwise, you know, it's going to take such a long time. It's going to take so much longer for us to get you know, to end the hate, to end the harm that we all want. I know we all want that. So thank you so much for being here. I want to talk about levels of allyship today. I'm going to share a model of allyship with you. And it's almost like an ally development spectrum, if you like that's going to help you develop and grow on your allyship journey, because I do think it's a journey. And when I'm talking about this today, I'm also talking about my own personal journey of allyship. So I want to flag with you before I really dig into this is that I have created a brand new workshop, which is available for business owners who want to create more inclusive businesses who want to create LGBTQ plus inclusive businesses. So do get in touch with me if that's something you might be interested in and you can find out more about that and we can have a chat about that. So let's start with a bit of context about why allies matter so much. I don't know about you but the lack of inclusion is literally everywhere we go in business and in life to be honest. So whether I'm on Instagram, whether I'm on Facebook, whether I'm in membership groups, coaching containers, Clubhouse, you know, the latest social media app, if you're not on there, come over, or if you are on there, if you're not on there, I can get you an invite. If you are on there, come over and find me and let's follow each other. So I'm at sarah.taylor. And, you know, all of these places, for me, what I'm seeing, what what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing, is that they're perpetuating heteronormative thinking and language in the main, unless you go and specifically find queer people to follow, to learn from, to you know hear their stories. And I thoroughly recommend you do that if you want to develop your allyship. So this whole heteronormative and binary world that we live in just highlights for me why allies matter so much. Because the world is generally not a place where LGBTQ people feel heard, where they feel seen, where they feel represented. And that means that LGBTQ people, a lot of them don't feel safe, comfortable and welcome to be their fullest, most authentic selves, right? And straight privilege, and I've also made a podcast episode on straight privilege, largely goes unnoticed. It largely goes unchecked, right? So all of the things that non-LGBTQ people experience, the privilege that they experience, not having to worry about coming out, not having to worry about, homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, not having to think about whether they can hold their partner's hand in public and more, so much more. Those things just aren't acknowledged or recognised by so many people. And I'm, I'm not talking about probably you if you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm sure that you're aware of that. And then, of course, there's the mental health struggles for LGBTQ plus people, almost twice as much as those for straight cisgender people. And the laws that are changing all the time, consistently causing threat to LGBTQ plus people. You know, we are always at risk of our rights being taken away. We are always fighting for our rights and have been doing so for a very long time. And what I'm talking about now is why allyship matters so much. You know, ultimately, we are talking about innocent people being caused harm, being criminalised, being put in prison, everyday discrimination and harm being called, mental health, emotional health, physical health, struggles and harm. And, you know... Being killed. People are being killed because of who they are and who they love, right? So allies, this is these are the big drivers for me. And if I've missed anything in that list I've just, you know, given you, please get in touch with me. And if there's anything that matters deeply to you, you know, around why we need to create this change in the world, why we need to fight for equality, why we all need to get together, you know, collectively, straight, cisgendered, gay, bi, queer, trans, non-binary, gender fluid, you know, all of us, we all need to join together as allies. And yeah, you know, get behind this movement. So where do allies come in? So I know that you get that LGBTQ plus people are discriminated against and they're at risk of harm. I know you get that. So where do allies come into the picture? How can they really create change? How can they really make a difference? Because I also know if you're listening to this podcast, you want to help. And these things feel big, don't they? Like what sort of impact can you make on these massive, massive issues? Well, I'm here to tell you that you can make a massive difference, have a massive impact and what I want to do today is talk to you about where you can start. And if you have already started on your allyship journey, I'm going to give you some ideas, some thoughts about how to take it to the next level. And this is when I come to this model of allyship. So the way it's broken down is into kind of like three steps, if you like, three stages on this journey journey. So you've got new allies, you've got everyday allies, and then we've got super allies. They're the ones with the cape. (laughs) We all get a cape, though. We all get a cape. Um, So let's start with new allies. So if you're still listening, if you're still here with me, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And you want to take your allyship further, then let's dig into this. So I like to think of allyship as a journey. And for some people, they do feel like they've been an ally forever. But I think most people have a journey of learning, listening and unlearning to go on. And that is me. You know, I have definitely been on that journey myself for the past few years. And I think some of us are inspired to take the ally journey because of a specific event you know, maybe a loved one, a friend or co-worker comes out to you, for example. Um, and some of us maybe learn more about an issue like the experiences of young LGBTQ plus people that inspires us to learn more and get more involved. And then, you know, many of us, I think, just know that being an ally is the right thing to do. You know, it's it's a great thing to do. And we care about... Equality. We care about inclusion. We care about, yeah, you know, removing that hate and harm and discrimination from the world, not just for LGBTQ plus people, but for for everyone. You know, um, oh God, this is coming to my mind. You know, no freedom to, we're all equal. Um, so yeah. So whatever your reason is for being here and for your commitment to allyship, I think it's. It's wonderful to think that we are a collective, you know, across the globe. We are all joining together for this mission. And that's making me emotional. Oh, so much power. We have so much power. And I think that just coming together, working together, joining forces is going to, you know, really, really make the difference that we want to see. And I totally, totally believe that we can do this we can have an impact. So broken down into three kind of steps on this journey. So let's start with the new ally. And each, each stage, if you like, kind of builds on the next. So new allies. So these are people who want to learn more about the issues that affect the LGBTQ plus community. And they want to get comfortable personally with speaking about and standing for LGBTQ plus people and rights. They want to get comfortable speaking with others, other people who might not see things the same way as they do. Or, you know, largely, you know, I always say start from this place. Other people who might need help and support understanding the LGBTQ plus people need allies. So the new ally is supportive, is committed, but they're not always sure what to do or how to do it. So I've got three tips for the new ally and for each stage of the allyship, I've got three tips for you, wherever you're at. So the first thing, and this is something, you know, that I'm still reminding myself about, I'm still talking about on social media, you will see me talking about this, is language. Learn about language. So whether it's acronyms like LGBTQ+, whether it's different sexual orientations or gender identities, you know, learn about those. But also I think what is even more important is kind of like knowing that language so easily excludes, marginalises and discriminates. So, so often I hear guys, ladies and gents, men or women, all binary and very heteronormative terms. And I mean, you know, these things are so ingrained in our culture and I get it. These are things that we need to dismantle and unlearn. Um, But when you're using these terms, when you're using this language, it excludes people. And therefore, it marginalises and discriminates. And I know how hard it is unlearning these old conditionings, but I really do think we all need to do it. And the more of us that do do it, the ripple effect that we will have on our audiences, on our communities, on the people that are looking to us to be the role model. You know, modelling the change that we want to see. Right. So. That's my number one tip. My second tip, which is kind of like joined to that one, is about pronouns. I rarely hear people sharing their pronouns. And this is not difficult. It's different, maybe, for a lot of you listening. Um, But it's so easy. And the more you do it, the more natural it will become. And one of the things I love about the Clubhouse rooms that I'm in, that I host over on Clubhouse, is that people are doing this. And it just warms my heart every time someone does it because it helps LGBTQ plus people to feel included. It helps LGBTQ plus people to be able to share how they identify and the pronouns that they use. So if anyone listening is not sure what pronouns are I'm talking about, she, her, him, his, they, them. They're the most common. There are other ones, but they're the most common. So when I introduce myself Say hi, I'm Sarah. Pronouns she, her. Easy peasy, right? People know where they're at, they're not gonna make assumptions about your identity and how you identify. Well, they might, but not about the pronouns you use at least. (laughs) So, the second, because I think pronouns is part of language, really. The second tip I have for you is really, really try not to make assumptions. I see people making assumptions about someone's gender or even their sexuality based on what they look like and their voice. Can you imagine being misgendered as a man when you identify as a woman or vice versa? When quite possibly, quite probably, you've been on a journey, you are on a journey of maybe transitioning of maybe exploring your identity. And I can tell you for sure, you know, those things are, yeah, they're deep. You know, they're deep journeys of transformation. They're deep journeys of healing. They're deep journeys of understanding and learning about ourselves. And so the last thing that you want to be doing if you're an ally is misgendering somebody or making assumptions about who they love, right? When the world is not... A place that accepts and understands and that recognises and kind of like appreciates who we truly are, you know. So please, please watch your assumptions. And third up is learn about LGBTQ plus history and how we got to this place in time. And I've got a couple of recommendations. I'll put these in the show notes. There's lots of books, there's lots of films, there's lots of resources online that can help you with this. Take a look at websites such as Stonewall, ILGA, Mermaids, Human Rights Campaign. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And then I've got a couple of book recommendations for you, a couple of film recommendations for you. There are lots out there. I really like From Prejudice to Pride, which is by Amy LeMay, and Beyond the Gender Binary by Lockvade Menon. Two really easy to read books. I love easy to read books, but they do give you a great sort of background of the history and the things that might not be aware of or you might not have in your yeah you might just not have in your consciousness so two great books and then a couple of films that I think are really worth a watch are Disclosure which is on Netflix and It's a Sin which was recently on TV here in the UK not sure if that's available elsewhere Paris is Burning and Pose, I love Pose so much. You know, they're all great things to watch and learn from. So that's the new ally. So you want to take it further because I know a lot of you that will be listening will already be doing all of that great work. So the next level, if you like, it's kind of like, I don't like calling it a level, but, you know, the next development stage, if you like, is the Everyday Ally, so this is somebody who's learned a lot about LGBTQ+ plus challenges and struggles. You know, they are taking action when they hear something inappropriate or discriminatory. And if they see or hear an LGBTQ+ plus person being treated unfairly or at risk of harm, they will do something about it. And I always say, you know, I always add a little caveat to this. If it feels safe for you, right? Because your safety is important too. But you are there, you are taking action, you are noticing, you are speaking up. And I hear people telling me about what they're doing and it touches me, you know, it touches me because it makes such a difference. And again, it's that role modelling, it's that raising awareness for others who might not be where you are at with this, who might be like, wow, you know, okay, I hadn't even thought about that until that person spoke up so there's people watching you there's people witnessing there's people looking and hearing what you're saying and doing and you are having an impact on them too not just the lgbtq plus person that you're supporting so i love i love the work that you're doing so thank you so so much and of course the everyday ally is learning all the way and seeking out opportunities to be more effective, to be a more effective ally and support their LGBTQ plus friends, family, clients and communities. So if you think that you're at the everyday ally stage, and I know a lot of you are, then three tips for you. And I know a lot of you are doing this already celebrating um, your LGBTQ plus friends, family, clients, community members. Right. Responding when someone acts in a way that is discriminatory or is a microaggression or is, yeah, just really offensive or harmful to an LGBTQ plus person or the LGBTQ plus community. And then the third thing is openly and actively expressing their support for equality And I know so many of you are doing this and I am so thankful to you. And then we have the super ally. (laughs) So the super ally, the super ally is a powerful advocate for change. They will find ways to support LGBTQ plus organizations. They will be an active part of creating change, not only personally, but also socially, and sometimes politically too. You know, right now, there are a lot of people fighting for changing legislation or upholding legislation, certainly in the UK. And there are, you know, ways that we can support the law, legislation. We can write to MPs. You can support political parties who advocate for LGBTQ rights. And vote for motions that are going to support changes in legislation and policy. So super allies don't shy away from debate. They uplift queer voices and they will use their privilege and their platform to create opportunity for LGBTQ plus people. And again, I know some of you listening are doing that. Certainly, I've had that experience myself. And I see it happening and it's so powerful because, you know, privilege is a whole, it's not, an. I was going to say it's a whole other conversation. It's not a whole other conversation. It's something that is so weaved into all of these conversations, you know, really understanding and recognising our privilege. And that's something that I do, you know, as a white, cisgendered, middle class woman, um... I may be gay, I may be a member of the LGBTQ plus community, but I have huge privilege. And, you know, I know that I can get into spaces that some LGBTQ plus people can't. I can have conversations that is that are more difficult for some LGBTQ plus people to have. And therefore, it's on my mind all the time, you know, how can I be that catalyst for change? How can I raise and support and lift up other members of my LGBTQ plus family. So, and I know that there's cisgendered, um, heterosexual allies listening, who are doing that for me too. And it all is so, so important to create this change. You know, we need to all be working together on this. So super allies, what are my top three tips for you? So let's start with Actively initiating conversations about LGBTQ plus equality with people. So it's kind of like, yes, you're speaking up. Yes, you're noticing when discrimination is happening or inclusion isn't happening. Fan frigging tastic. I guess the next sort of step in that journey is actively having the conversation so initiating those conversations taking the opportunity to get lgbtq plus equality on the agenda in whatever way you can and of course still being vocal when you hear something that isn't inclusive i think the second thing is proudly self-identifying yourself as allies in all aspects of your life you know from home to work to school within your faith communities if you are in those sorts of communities. And really, you know, yeah, wearing your ally badge with pride. <laughs> and there are ally badges available, by the way. So do have a look at those if it's something you're interested in. Um, wearing your ally badge with pride. And the third thing is, yeah, I guess it goes back to this sort of taking action on legislation advocacy issues to achieve legal equality for lgbtq plus people so really looking out for opportunities to do that and get involved in that way would be absolutely incredible so what do you think where do you think you are on the spectrum right now and please know that wherever you are you are so so appreciated you are so so needed I would really love to hear your reflections on today's podcast episode. So please do drop me a DM over on Instagram is where I spend most of my time. Or you can email me and yeah, let me know where do you think you are on the spectrum? What do you think about all of the things that I've shared in today's episode? And if you found today's episode valuable then please do leave a review for the podcast because the more reviews the podcast gets, the more people get to hear about it and learn from the content and the wonderful guests, of course, that I have on. And finally, before I leave you to the rest of your day, if you'd like some support with your allyship journey, if you'd like to have a checklist around how you can be more inclusive, especially if you're on social media, especially if you're creating content, then I've got a brand new freebie for you. It's my LGBTQ plus inclusion checklist. The link to the checklist is in the show notes. All you need to do is click there and you can download it. And yeah, As always, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. Thank you for being an incredible ally. Have a wonderful week. This has been the Queerpreneur Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Taylor. And I will catch you very, very soon. Take good care.